0: All right, playmakers, big news. The 2023 version of my What's Working in the Indoor Play Industry Guide is here. To learn about exactly what is working best right now for real-life currently operating indoor playground owners, head to the show notes to download my fully updated free guide. That's right, even if you've downloaded one of my What's Working guides in the past, you will not want to miss this new version made specifically with what's trending and fresh for 2023 in mind. Head to the show notes for the direct link or go to michellecaruanacom slash what's working to get the guide in your inbox right now. If you're in the play and party business and you wanna operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. All right, Playmakers. So recently on YouTube, as well as back on episode 149 of this podcast, which I'll link in the show notes, I talked about how to price your indoor playground services and specifically classes and events. And after I published that content, I got a really great question that I wanted to address or rather a point I wanted to speak to. The question was regarding when we should consider canceling an event or a class based on low registration numbers, because in the example I gave, one of the assumptions I made in order to share my calculations clearly was that the event or class we were pricing would actually sell out. And as we know, life is not always perfect or butterflies and rainbows especially as a small local business. After a few years in business and plenty of hard work generating positive word of mouth and five-star reviews and establishing a customer base, sure, your events might all sell out fairly effortlessly. However, that's not always the case, especially when you're first starting out or when you're launching a new type of class or event that your customers just aren't used to. So the first thing I wanted to mention here is that when your events do not sell out simply by posting the link on social and sending out an email to your list one direct cost related to the event that you should factor into your pricing and profit margin calculation is the amount that you may need to spend to advertise your event whether that's through influencer partnerships or on Facebook or Instagram ads and By the way, if you're totally lost, don't worry about it. Just go back to episode 149, which again, I'll link in the show notes, and listen to that episode to learn more about how to price your events based on profit margin to create a sustainable, profitable, and joyful business that actually pays you as the owner. So anyway, when you're first starting out, That may be another direct cost to account for. And it's one that I didn't mention in that episode, and I should have. And I do also have several episodes about effectively advertising events to lessen your ad spend. So, this direct cost, which I'll also link in the show notes as a follow up for this episode. But what happens if, despite all your best efforts and advertising, Only a few people register. When should you pull the plug and cancel the event, refunding the tickets for those who have already purchased? Well, the simple answer would be to say that if it would cost more to host the event than to cancel and refund, if you're going to lose money on the event, you should simply cancel it, right? But if that was the case, this would be a pretty short episode but we already know that things aren't always that black and white in the real world, right? It's not business school. It's not just a clear-cut decision of, oh, if you're going to lose money, you should cancel it. And if you're like me and you're using your events to get new people in the door and as a marketing tool to generate party bookings, there are other things you might want to consider in your thought process. So here are four things I personally considered, other than the obvious, profit, before canceling an event. Number one, what percentage of those already registered are brand new customers to my business? If a large percentage of attendees or event purchasers were members or repeat customers, I knew there would be a really good chance of them being understanding of a cancellation and it would likely not result in a big loss of future business for me. However, if I note that many people that are registered for the event have never been to my facility, not only would canceling leave a terrible first impression for them, there's also a good chance that these people will just never return. They'll never register for another event or become a member or book a higher ticket item like a party. These customers who are not yet fans are also more likely to voice negative opinions in Facebook groups or on social media or to their friends and family or even leave bad ratings and reviews after the disappointment of a canceled event, leading to a further loss of business, not just from them, but from other potential customers reading it or listening to them it is so true that you only get one chance to leave a first impression on your new customers, which many times led to me hosting events and seeing it through, even if I lost a small amount of money by doing so. Again, I knew that based on our marketing strategy that the potential revenue from those new customers was much greater than the small amount lost on that event. So again, I'll link to those episodes all about how to use your events to generate future bookings in the show notes. But that brings me to number two. Would low attendance detract from the event experience for the customers? Because there is an exception to what I just stated. If low attendance would render the event kind of meaningless or would result in a poor experience for those who attended, I definitely lean towards canceling even if many of the customers were new. So for example, if the event was a new parent social or a group activity or like a social skills class or something like that for kids, if only a few families came, they will likely feel like their money and time was wasted. And honestly, that's even worse than canceling the event and disappointing them that way. Because in that scenario, at least they get their money back. However, if the event was a craft that the children were to work on individually or something like that, and their experience isn't really affected by how many people are or are not in the room, I would still likely host it again if many of the customers already registered were new to my business. All right, number three. How much money and time have I already invested in this event or class and can it be repurposed? So if I've already sunk a lot of costs and planning time into the event and I'm not able to easily recoup it or use it should the event be rescheduled for a later date, I was definitely more likely to, again, go through with that event. I would then try to use the event or class as an opportunity to take pictures and videos and generate marketing assets for my business so it wasn't a total loss. And so I can use those assets, those pictures and videos to improve my marketing for future events and classes, leading to better ticket sales again in the future. All right, number four, would canceling free up my staffing hours and resources in a way that would be beneficial to other parts of my business so many times especially during our busy season i would let our staff so whoever was scheduled to work that class or event give their opinion and factor that into my decision about whether or not to cancel of course as a smart business owner i would have to evaluate the other three factors i mentioned first before i would even bring the question to them but Sometimes my staff would be really counting on the hours in their paycheck from that event or class. And since retaining employees is one of the most difficult things in this industry and replacing them and hiring and training a new employee is probably going to be way more expensive and time-consuming than just hosting the dang event and giving them those hours that they were counting on, I might be motivated by this factor when making my final determination whether or not I should cancel. I did my best to, you know, if I really wanted to cancel the event, thinking about those other three factors, I would try to offer alternatives and move schedules around a little bit or instead give that employee the chance to work an extended open play or a different event that I knew would sell a lot better to make revenue and give them the hours, again, despite the canceled event and having to offer refunds. But sometimes my staff would really surprise me and ask me to cancel. So maybe they were feeling a little overworked or burned out, or maybe they had plans they wanted to make, or maybe they had a test to study for. The point here is to ask and listen, because it might surprise you, right? We don't want to always make assumptions when it comes to what our staff wants and needs at that particular time. And I would use that to help make my decision a bit easier. So your play of the day is to write these four questions down so that you can refer to them when you're considering canceling or maybe postponing or rescheduling your next class or event based on low attendance or registration. And if you have any questions or anything you want to add to this, please feel free to send me a message on Instagram or tag me in a post in Playmaker Society. If you have any other questions that you ask yourself, again, before canceling a class or event that you have on your calendar. All right. Thank you so much, Playmakers, for listening. As always, if you found this helpful, the best way you can show support for me or for the show is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. I appreciate it so, so much. It means so much more than you know. And I will see you right back here on the